Hi, y'all. My name is Bailey. I'm the host of this podcast called Hey Dad, Can You Talk? And this is just a conversation between me and my dad, Toby, where I call him about things that I'm struggling with, like parenting, marriage, my mental wellness, just feeling overwhelmed. And so we thought we would record it so that you guys could listen in too. So let's go ahead and call my dad. Hello, dad. Hello, Bailey, Dara. How are you? Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm pretty good, I think. You think? Yeah. (laughs) I got my game day shirt on. Today is a game day for Grant's football team. Yes, it is. First home game. I can't wait to watch. Yes, I'm excited. And I have to call myself out because for some reason, the last two episodes, I decided to wear the same shirt. So I had to make sure I changed to a different one. Yes, it'd probably be good if you, you know. Didn't wear the same shirt every time, B. Also, I am just going to expose myself on this whole episode. I hey, easy. This is video. <laughs> Not that kind of exposure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't usually listen back to our podcast except for when I'm editing it. Do you listen to it? Uh, that would be a negative. <laughs> Listening to myself is like I would rather you hit me in the face with a hammer. Well, I listened to a little bit of it, and I had the <laughs> the loudest breathing ever that I didn't know. So I'm going to be sure to keep my microphone a little bit farther away from my mouth. So I apologize to the people that had to listen to my loud breathing. I think it was the episode I was crying. So, you know, I was a little stopped up, but still, that was embarrassing. So just I'm just acknowledging. No problem. <laughs> Oh, man. Just everyone knows this is real, so. (laughs) Welcome to my world, everybody. Welcome to my world. Yikes. Anyway. Well, any news? You're you're traveling a lot here soon. Um, Any other news you want to share with us before I get into my question for you? No, you're right. We are traveling a lot, you know. 16, I guess so, months ago when we really... Went all in as a, uh, Mike and I did, my wife and I on Gobi. Our dream was much more than a book or uh, events. It was really to build a community. And we have finally arrived after all of this time with the opportunity that we have to do what has been in our heart to do, which is to build a community, not just uh, through, uh, you know, speaking in places or people getting books, but in a monthly way that we're going to be able to build a team of people that can get content every month, can uh, get in on questions every month. And we're calling it Team Gobi. If you haven't been to our website in a while, uh, go to beagobi.com and check it out because I am really, really excited about what I think uh, is going to happen over the next few months and weeks and years. It'll be great. Yes, I'm excited. So is Esther. Hi, Esther. Esther. Go play. <laughs> Esther's homesick today, so um, might have a few interruptions, but that's okay. Most people can relate, I'm sure. Um, So I'm excited about Team Gobi as well and about your traveling, and um, I'm excited for more people to really be exposed to all the awesome things that Gobi Ministries has to offer. So... um. 
yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be talking more about it in the episodes to come and new things that are being released. But my favorite part of Team Gobi it, right now is the 40 IMs course where you walk people through each 40 IM and you you help parents really explain to their kids like what each 40 IM is because even I um, sometimes don't know how to really relate it to my to my children in a way that makes sense to them. And I feel like you really help with that. So I think that's a really, really awesome resource for parents. That's within our team Gobi membership. So. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. I, you know, I just wanted it to make, make it as easy for busy moms and dads as possible where they could just watch a little 45 second video together and talk about it for a second and felt like it was one stop shopping and, and like really, really easy. Uh, the, I didn't want any parents to feel like some will want to, you know, they want to put their own twist on it, which I think is awesome. But some are like, man, I just need something for a couple of minutes a day. And so uh, that was a really fun project. Um, well, <clears throat> speaking of busy moms, we, you know, we talked a lot about getting back into the swing of school. I feel like we're all really in the full swing of it. <clears throat> I know my family is knee deep in sports schedules and, you know, extracurriculars, all the things. And so it's a fun but busy season. And um, so on. we've been – Micah has started baseball and Gideon has started flag football. And something that I feel like always rears its ugly head whenever um, the sports season starts is a few things. And one, I want to kind of talk about both. We've, we've mentioned these on other past episodes, but I feel like it's always good to revisit and you to kind of shed some wisdom um, on it. And the first one is whenever watching your kids fail and um, really watching them struggle and how, how to know how to not, I don't know, how to not save them essentially like how to teach them resilience through the struggles that they have when our instinct is to take care of them. And especially as they're getting older, you know, like they have been younger. My kids are starting to get a little bit older, older meaning, you know, eight years old, but it, you know, they're gaining more independence and I really struggle with like how to watch them, how to watch them struggle. And so I know we talked a little bit about this the other day too. Gideon got a cast. He hurt his arm and flag. And so he's dealing with a lot of different challenges he's not used to. So, you know, between that and Micah starting a new sport, it's been a lot of me like really having a self-talk <laughs> and call and ask you and ask Grant, like, how do I handle this? Because I don't like seeing them, you know, be in pain or be disappointed in themselves, you know? Yeah. What is it? What does Grant say? He says they have to learn <laughs> and he says a lot more like, you know, this is how it is and they'll be fine. It'll teach, you know, this is going to teach them something good in life. Um, so he tries his best to empathize with me, but he doesn't struggle with that as much as I do, I guess. Yeah, I think it's harder for moms at some level. I mean, there mm -hmm. are those dads that you see on TikTok and Instagram that are, you know, screaming at umpires and getting uh, a little over the top. And you can tell they're a little too invested in their child's success as well. 
But I know for moms, I think it's more of a, what lens am I going to see this experience through, right? Uh, when you're when the lens that you're looking at is this is an opportunity for my child to learn something about how life works and not through the lens of I need him to do good sometimes because you want him to do well sometimes quite honestly because you're getting too much of your identity out of your child's success which is a whole nother you know episode we could talk about but when your perspective is through that lens then you're gonna fight hard to not rescue your child, to not uh, make sure they that you can do whatever you can for them not to have a painful experience. But when your perspective is, hey, this is a, this is a way for my child to connect uh, success with persistence and hard work, uh, I think it makes it, it's not easy, it's never easy, but it makes it easier for them. Uh, it makes it easier for you to connect. Hey, when you work on some of these things at home uh, with us, when nobody's around, then when you're on the ball field, the football field, the baseball field, that's going to translate into more success. And when you don't, don't expect to do something the way you've always done it and get a different result. And so you're really teaching a child about resilience because it's going to happen in the classroom. It's going to happen relationally. I mean, we could go on and on with a list of be your, you're preparing your children to leave your home. I mean, how many times have you heard me say that parenting is a series of painful releasings? But that's really what this job is all about is at some point your basketball playing daughter meets some hairy loaded boy and walks down the aisle and moves to Mississippi and has to learn how to navigate her life. And so my job for 18 years was to prepare you for that moment. And a lot of times I think we're so short term in our thinking. I think I am anyway. I think about that moment and in that moment, I mean, Micah is such a feeler. That little boy is such a feeler uh, and not an expresser. And so it's easy for you to project your feelings onto him in that moment because you are an expresser. Uh, and the one thing I, I know about kids is they're more resilient than we give them credit for until we begin to rescue them. And then we build a pattern of there's really no consequences to my actions. They're, they're really, it shouldn't, life should be easy. There are shortcuts which, of course, none of us want, right? So it's really about a mindset that you continually take yourself back to of what is the end goal here? What is this opportunity really about? Not, not with them, but with you. And uh, that the, they take your their cues then from those moments. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting how we learn so much from our kids and what they're going through. And um, it's really hard to self-reflect, self I feel like, in the moments, you know. Um, but like the other day, <clears throat> I know we talked a little bit about this the other day, but Gideon had his first day with his cast and his cast on his right hand. where he, And that's what he writes with. And so he was pumped to like take it to school and have his friends sign it. You know, and then I pick him up from school and he's like in the worst mood. He's 
ugly to me. Everything is, you know, everything's a battle, which I'm not, he isn't, he's an emotional kid, but you know, he's eight. So he's not in the toddler years anymore. So it's a little bit like, it just feels so much different when he's going through those emotions because I know he, he knows, you know what I mean? A little bit better at least than like Esther, who's three, but I realized later in the moment that like he he had been bottling up all his frustrations from school and then he come came home and took it out on me and I was struggling so hard in that moment because I thought about all the things you say to me about like how resistance builds resilience and how this is going to teach him you know how to overcome hard things so letting him skip his homework because he can't write isn't going to help him (laughs) he needs to just do it you know Um, And I was trying to like encourage him and say those things. And all he was doing was yelling back at my face and um, (laughs) it wasn't working. (laughs) And I was just like, what? I just felt so defeated. And at the end of my rope, because I'm like, here I am, I'm really trying to have patience and, you know, walk away and not get elevated by from his elevatedness. And I feel like I succeeded for half the time. And then he just pushed me. (laughs) push me to the edge um but I you know we you and I talked after that and you you told me these these things you're sharing but also some good things about reminding me that it's the consistency you know and and what we're telling our kids and they're not always going to respond the way they want to but how do you how do you how would you encourage parents to remember that when it's hard because like you know you we talk about finding progress instead of perfection and sometimes it feels like progress is literally like millimeters of like it's like not very big progress you know what I'm saying in those areas and so it can feel defeating as a mom like I'm not I'm trying these things I'm trying to like teach them that this is going to help them long term and they can't see it and and so it's just it can get discouraging you know yeah I would say Hey, you didn't see it either when yeah. you were his age. You weren't saying, oh, dad, that that is an unbelievable life lesson. And I, I just, can I get a piece of paper and write that down? I mean, this wasn't you either. And the only way I know, man, to do those kind of things and to get through those things is, number one, man, like give yourself a little grace that you're not always going to get it right. But I'm such a visual person. I know this is kind of simple, but I'm a simple guy. I, I, you know, there's there's three things or two things that I want to make sure and consistently send that kind of message or theme to my kids. And I'm going to write them down and put them somewhere where I can see them every morning or every day. And I'm going to ask God every morning, hey, help me. Uh. Help me today to help my child know how loved he is. Help me today to help my child prepare for adversity in life, whatever those things are. And I just think you build muscle memory there. I think, look, you young mom, so many of you, you're, I mean, we hear Esther in the background today that drives you crazy and I think it's awesome. You know, uh, you got a child home from school or Gideon breaks his thumb or there's always something. And it's not that you're not, you don't have well, you know, good intentions when we stop and have these conversations, 
But you have to build muscle memory in the middle of the fray. You know, in the middle of the battle, you you have to have some muscle memory that you build. That's how they train soldiers, is you train over and over and over and over and over again. So when you get in the middle of it and the emotions come, there's a bit of an internal psychological as well as physical for them. But for a psychological, there's a muscle memory. I'm going back to this. I think the other thing that I'm I'm almost starting to feel like a broken record saying this, but I mean, the target has to become not how did he respond at the end of the day when you're saying, was it a good day? Not how did he respond, but did I consistently deliver the messages that I asked God to help me deliver? And if the answer is yes, then you just have to let Understand that it's God that works on your child. It's God who builds this in your child. You're just help, you're cooperating in the process. And your part is to deliver the message. And God's part is to embed it in their heart. And it's, it's funny, Bailey, because this is preparing you for the season when Gideon gets in his car and goes off to Oklahoma State University if his mom and dad get their way. And you realize that he is on his own and that you really don't have control in that moment. And you've got to just say, hey, God, this has always been your kid. And as much as I love him, I, I'm, you know, can you please take care of him and do what you promised to do in our lives? So this isn't only a season of your preparation, of his preparation. It's also a season of yours. Yeah, it's funny because as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, you're talking about I want Gideon to just like me tell him and him know it. <laughs> and I forget that I need a lot of times that I, he needs repetition. And so the same thing for me, because like I want to just learn how to, you know, do something in parenting. And I want to know it one time, like I want to get it right the first time and not keep having to remind myself because sometimes when I have to keep reminding myself, I can feel like a failure, you know, like, oh, I've heard that already. Why can't I do it? And so it's, it's interesting that that perspective, like we need constant reminders and we need, um, practice. So, so do they, um, so, you know, I guess that's a hard truth to swallow when you're wanting them to just, just do it. (laughs) I already told you this, you know, or whatever. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah, the word is, and I'm saying this everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was in Missouri a couple of weeks ago. I'll be in California this weekend. I'll be in North, in North Carolina, Chicago. I will say this everywhere I go, that there has to be more intentionality in this culture that we live in as parents than there's ever been before. I think intentionality has always been important, but I think it's more important now than in any time, at least in my lifetime, of we have to be incredibly intentional because the messages that our kids are receiving outside of our homes are so markedly different in so many ways. And I'm not even talking about the culture war stuff. I'm not not talking about those things. I'm talking about cancel culture. I'm talking about how we have taken don't be a baby to, oh, you poor baby across the board. And we're building a victim mentality in our kids. And it's time 
uh, for moms and dads to to sit down and get a game plan together and then commit to something together that we're going to intentionally, here's the character qualities we want to build in our kids. Uh, for all you single moms out there, you, you, have, you know you're my hero. You know you have the hardest job on the planet. Uh, but you have everything you need to be everything that your child needs. And you're not doing this alone, even though it feels like it. Your part is to be intentional and consistent. God will take care of the rest. That's a good word. Um, I was thinking about, as you're saying, like intentionality. I feel like I've experienced when I'm focused on something, God always is going to give me a re a, like a opportunity <laughs> to practice it. And um, I don't know if you have experienced that too, but like the other day I was, the scripture came up about being um, quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. And so I was like praying about that that morning because I can some oftentimes be quick to become angry and not slow. And, um, I feel like that was the day that getting, came home and was like <laughs> having his meltdown, you know? And I'm like, okay, God, thanks for the opportunity to practice this. <laughs> uh, and, um, so I think I love your idea of writing them down, you know, what we want to focus on and talking about it with, your spouse or maybe, you know, a friend of yours that's also in the same parenting season, because I do think the more intentional it is on our mind, the more we're going to practice it, you know, and notice it, you know, give us the eyes to see it. Cause so many times as parents, we're just so busy and we forget, you know, and so to have to ask God to put it on our hearts like that, you know, intentionally is, can be scary cause you're going to get practice, but it's also good. You know, you didn't, you weren't born with this parenting gene with all the skills, mm -hmm. right? You learn them as you go. And you had that first baby, lots of you moms that are listening. And there was a bit of, man, am I ready for this? And it's because you had never done it before. But you, you know, you have that nurturing heart and you start feeding your child and holding your child and, you get more comfortable with it and that, but that happens at every season, <laughs> right? And you've heard me say before, every season builds on the season before, but now your child goes to school and you think, well, I should know. No, your child's never been in school before. He's never, or she's never played sports or done band or whatever group participation before. And then it's going to be, you know, middle school and high school. And, you have to remind yourself, hey, I've never been here before. I don't know if you remember this, but when Grant and I walked into that, I'm sure it was a Chick-fil-A, I can't remember, that he was so nervous to ask me if he could marry you. Uh, I said, you can under one condition. And he said, what's that? And I said, I don't know how to be a father-in-law. I just know how to be a dad. So if you will help me, you know, and let me know if I'm way too involved and I need to back off, I need you to help me because I don't know. I just know how to parent my child. And if you need me to step in and I'm backing off too much, help me. I, I want to learn. And uh, which, by the way, was a great bonding experience for us. It wasn't it wasn't 
like trying to get him on my side. I was just admitting the fact that I had never been a father-in-law before. And I think some of you need to look in the mirror and say, hey, I've never had an eight-year-old before. Uh, And tell yourself, just admit the truth. And when you admit it to yourself, uh, you're, you're, what you're really saying is, hey, God, I'm going to need you to help me. I'm going to need you to teach me. And you're going to experience more of his power, his presence, his grace, because you are aware of your deficiencies, not in a way that brings shame or condemnation, but in a, in a reality that says, hey, I'm, I'm going to need somebody to help me along the way here. It's a good word, Dad. I think that that will encourage lots of parents in all different seasons. <laughs> Man, I hope so. I hope I, I tell you stuff. I just tell myself all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm learning. I'm growing. I take two steps back. You know, I have to give myself pep talks Uh, about lots of things. I could tell you 10 things in the last week that I, I was telling my best friends that we had finally got to have dinner the other night. I go, man, this. This working on yourself is not for the faint of heart, you know, but we're all in this thing together. And sometimes I have to look in the mirror and go, hey, Tobe, you have everything you need to be everything God's calling you to be. And that's not a weakness. I just think it's honesty that opens the door for more power. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. That's good. I think Esther likes it too. (laughs) All right, sister. If you're not watching this, she's been making faces this whole time. Sorry for distracting you, Dad. Yeah, it's not distracting me. I think it's awesome. I'm just watching your eyes dart left and right. And quite honestly, I'm going, well, y'all get to Instagram here in a couple of weeks because when when they start running the clips of this stuff... We got live entertainment today. Although, let's admit, Bailey, when you said, hey, come say hi to Papa, but right before we started, I thought, oh, she got permission now to come over. No, I was actually trying to get it out of the way. Like, hey, if you get to talk to him, maybe you won't come over here. But clearly that plan didn't work. So next time. (laughs) Well, this isn't normal, everybody, because she has not asked where Honey is and can she see Honey yet. True. In other words, hey, I've seen the Ottoman of this family, <laughs> Papa. You know, good to have her around, but who, who really cares? Can I get to the main event? She loves you. Well, I hope you have a safe trip this weekend. Thanks for encouraging all of us every <clears throat> other week. We really <clears throat> we appreciate it. Well, love you. And love uh, you. Pulling for so many of you. I'm, uh, I'm committed to reminding you every way I can that you have everything you need. To be everything God is calling you to be. And he trusts you. If he didn't, he wouldn't give you what he gave you. So he trusts you. So just trust him. We're going to make it through. That's a good reminder. Thanks, Dad. We need to hear it all the time. So keep it up. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of our Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. We're so glad you were here. If you loved it, be sure to share with a friend. You can subscribe to us on YouTube or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we will be back with a new episode, not next week, but the next week. Also, anything we talked about in the episode, 
downloadables, free tools, anything like that. It'll always be in our show notes, so make sure you check out the description of the episode. We can't wait to be back with you so soon. Talk to you later. Bye.